The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Five seven five five one is the text number. Welcome back, and it is twenty three minutes to ten o'clock. And you can email, by the way, Ryan at rt.ie. That's an important one to know because uh, over the weekend and any time that suits, give us a shout, and we or at least drop us a mail, and we'd love to hear from you on anything that catches your mind. Let me say hello to Marika Lean. Good morning, Marika. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm great. I, I I need to kind of, with you, I need to go back to you being around 15 years old or thereabouts uh, in the Netherlands. You decide, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Um, and you got a job on a fishing boat of some sort in Scotland. So what were you doing on the boat? Uh, fishing. <laughs> Tailing prawns mostly. Yes. Most, most of the time. And... Um, yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, okay. Bit of adventure. Bit of adventure in your life, and the yeah. boat then lands in Dublin. What happens next? No, no, the boat. Oh, the boat was actually it was based in in Scotland, but we were going between Northern Ireland and Scotland. So okay. I went over to Northern Ireland and then hitched a lift down to Dublin, meaning to go to Galway, and I got a lift from um, a man from Lockray. Great. Who brought me down to Lockray and then said, "Would you like to come down to the house and freshen up and um, meet my neighbours?" And who are the neighbours? And the neighbours were three bachelor farmers, yeah. 60, 70 and eighty years of age. Um, the Fahas or the Fahis. Um, so yeah, yeah. They were were they brothers or three brothers? Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> um, what married? Yeah. Mad for music, mad for life. So uh, I said, and he said, oh, yeah, they're such interesting characters. You should really meet them. So I walked up the road and met them. And indeed, they were very interesting and very nice men to talk to. And, um, yeah, became had a great time. So months later, decided to visit them again at Christmas. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Never went, never left. <laughs> you never looked back after that. Eh? Well, no, no, no. I stay. I stayed living with them then for about three and a half, four years. When you said living with them, were you in their house? Um, well, sort of, more or less. They had one of them. They living in. They were living in an old patched house, and they had a. The county council used to um, provide people in patched houses mostly with um, sort of a prefab back in the day in the. Early 80s, I'm talking. Mm. So I was living in the prefab because they were only using it for um, as a cattle shed, really. They pulled the toilet out of it. <laughs> and they stored their their fodder, their, their, their blacks and nuts in it. So I moved into that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You, you make yourself sound and like a calf. Uh, no, 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 no. It was properly, proper, a proper little prefab. All right, all right. No um, running water or anything, but it was it was fine. And what 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 uh, year are we talking about? What type of what, what part? Uh, of it was early eighties, I'd say, could be eighty three, eighty four, thereabouts. And the brothers introduced you to thatching. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, one of them used to be the sort of the the the, the thatcher of the house, and he used to keep the roof in good condition, and he was doing a few jobs for other people, and he injured himself, so. 
they thought it was a great plan to introduce me to it. Yeah. And they showed me how to make scallops, which are the fixings that you use, and draw bundles of straw. And before I knew it, I was on top of the roof, thatching, thatching their roof. How, how, long does and, it ta- uh, how long does it take to thatch a roof? Well, at that time, now you wouldn't do the whole roof, especially not their house was in such bad condition. You'd only patch where it started to leak. Okay. Just strokes here and there and patches and... So there were different times. It's not like now where you do a whole house in one go or half a house. But back then, mostly people lived from year to year with bits and pieces on their houses as as it needed to be done. And you you became ultimately became a Thatcher. Then I became a Thatcher, you could say. Yeah, uh, I was completely fascinated by the whole thing because I wasn't from a from a farming or a thatching background, and um, I thought it was so interesting that you could make a roof out of local material, you know, sourced locally, hazel, grown locally, the straw, and you just put made it into bundles and brought it up the roof, and you had your roof covering. And yeah, from the minute I was up on the roof, it, I I was just I was fascinated by it. So. But back then, there was no money. Nobody had money. And mm. thatching wasn't a great career, really. Mm. So I was doing bits and bobs everywhere. I was doing thatching everywhere. And I was also doing other work everywhere because you couldn't make a living off it. And, um, yeah, that's how it sort of all started. And then I got married into my 20s. I got married to a reed thatcher and got introduced to a different material, reed. You'd... And was convinced that this was a way... <laughs> superior material than the material I was used to the straw <clears throat> was ultimately I don't agree with it now but back then okay did you say you married another Thatcher I married a Thatcher yeah and how, how did you meet him well that's a really long story but we we used to know each other as teenagers we were, we were both runaways really okay and that's how we met up and um then years later, we met up again and we got married. You got married and had some children yeah. together. And uh... and we had children and the whole lot. And then about, I suppose, 18... Yeah, so I was only allowed to be a sidekick, really, and doing all the, yeah. <laughs> the groundwork and the scallops. And even though I had been a thatcher in my own right before that, was, um, yeah, so anyway, about 18... 20 years ago, maybe he decided he was not interested in doing it anymore and he gave it up. Yes. So uh, I didn't want to give it up. And um, I stayed going and ultimately I did an apprenticeship to gain a bit of self-confidence and um, I've been touching ever since. You must be one of the few uh, Thatchers, I was going to say female, male Thatchers, but just Thatchers in Ireland. Is it is it common? Are there many people left doing it? Um, not that many people do. It was a good, good few in the West here that I know of. But okay. Not that many women. I only know of one other lady Thatcher, but I'm sure I don't know everybody. So there could be more out there. But as far as I know, there's there's another lady up in Sligo. Okay. I, I would have obviously, like everyone else in the country, you you, you pass by a thatched cottage. It always looks very romantic. And uh, it always looks very beautiful. It always looks like uh, artistic and kind of old-fashioned. 
but um, people used to say, oh, no, they, 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 you know, rodents will live in the, in the, among the, the thatching in the roof and all, all these kind of... Is that a myth or, you know, are they... Are they... Well, it's, it's, it's definitely a myth when it comes to reed thatching, reed as a material, because there's not that much interest in living in reed because there's no, there's no food for them in it. But in the past, um, you know, just in the straw, there would have been mice mostly because there's always a bit of grain left in it. I see. And they, they would have smelt the grain, I'm sure, but from living on the thatch, it, it's definitely not. I don't think you get many more mice and rats in thatch than you would get in a normal house or a normal room. Okay, okay. And I you mean, you tend to use reeds, is that right? Um, well, I prefer straw, but yeah. in the West now, it's 90% con reeds because... On uh, the unavailability of the straw and the modern farm techniques have unfortunately led to the demise of straw, so it's nearly all reed at the moment. And in my uneducated mind, reeds are common and everywhere and easy to come by, but I think I may be wrong on that one. Where where'd you get your reeds from? Um, reed is very common. It does grow everywhere there is water really but in order for it to be harvested you know it has to be properly managed and it has to be crossed on a yearly basis and it has to be dried in a certain manner so there's a lot more to it to the harvesting of the reed than just going out there and harvesting it now Mm. i'm sure you can do it and you can use it in its original form but you get a much better and nicer finish when you're using properly managed and cut reeds that's straight and um, stored in, in under dry conditions. So, yeah, so most of it is imported. There is Irish reed. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, not in everybody's, it's inferior to the imported stuff because, because of pollution and fertilizer runoff and all the different issues we have here. And... Um, also, from what I earlier said, that the methods of harvesting here are not are not perfect. So uh, yeah, so it's mostly brought in. It's mostly imported from Eastern Europe and uh, Turkey. Oh, okay. So many of the modern thatching thatched roofs we'll see will have reeds from Turkey, possibly. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Twenty uh, twenty-five years, mostly, yeah. Are they the ecological dream? They are really, mm. they are really, except from the carbon footprint at the moment, um, bringing them in from yes, abroad. Yes, I mean, they, it, 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 if it was managed properly, you know, all the materials, reed and straw, can be grown in Ireland. Um, it's a highly, it's a highly, um, it's a great roofing material, really, because it's not only roofing, but it's also very highly insulating and uh, it's not derived from oil like many modern insulating materials. It's carbon neutral. Uh, it's a natural material. There's no issues with disposal because it can just compost away. So, in my opinion, <laughs> mm. it's a material of the future, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you, you spend a lot of time up a ladder. Does that mean you have to work sideways? Yeah. Oh, that, that's <laughs> up and challenging. down, up and down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm right-handed, so I work mostly on my right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's different d- different methods of thatching. You can walk in strokes, and you can walk horizontally. 
but either way, I do, <laughs> I do twist my body around quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's that. So you're you're agile on the on the ladder making. I would imagine very, it's yeah. it's kind of zen. Is it is it a very peaceful thing to do, or is it frustrating? I, I, uh, I find it very peaceful to do, but it all depends a bit on the weather. And as you know, it's not that great in the West. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the last year now has been very peaceful for me. But if you're walking in rain and wind, it can be, uh, yeah, it can be, can be uh, a different experience. <laughs> you're up and down with your covers the whole time because you don't want your touch to get wet in between and... Yeah, it can be very frustrating. Also, the amount of work you get done on a rainy day is, is minimal. I can imagine. But, um, I'm an optimistic person, so I always leave in the morning thinking it might clear today. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. We got a lovely message from Evelyn in Clunbu, which on the road to Mayo <laughs> in Galway. So Marika uh, thatched our house. It is so beautiful. She's a wonder. You're, you're a wonder. Well, I mean, she's... She's overdoing it a bit, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I... it's, it's it's only really a trait, you know. It's 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 no magic, or there's no it's not rocket science. Well, another person who's been on to say that you're a wonderful thatcher and a beautiful person, that and that you thatched their house in Gort. So you're are are you are you in demand? I mean, how many houses would you thatch in a given year, Marika? Uh, it's hard to say because, you know, between, you know, full roofs and repair, you know, I might do three, might do three full roofs maybe, and then repair and ridging, you know, comb the ridge. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. So, um. Edwina in Leitrim says, we've over 150 people growing oats in Leitrim for the straw as we couldn't source the correct length, just like Marika. So Leitrim County Council and Creative Ireland are funding uh, organic oat seed to share throughout the county in Ireland as we and we make straw boy costumes. Check well, out. that's, a, yeah, that's so. a brilliant initiative, and I would really, really applaud that. I think that's really great. I mean, many thatchers and especially straw thatchers have talk, have been talking about the issue of the availability of the straw for so many right, years. Right. Well, people can go on that uh, sowingtheseedproject.com. Sounds like a Tears for Fears album. I, I love thatched roofs, said Mary in Donegal. I had the pleasure of staying with my cousin Breezy last autumn in her home in a thatched cottage in Glenties where she was living an authentic traditional cottage life. Unfortunately, she lost her cottage to fire a few weeks ago. Oh my gosh, and it's so devastating. But the thatch will uh, once again be put back on the cottage once yeah, it is restored. Yeah, and that is absolutely a huge, huge problem to house owners because um, home insurance is ridiculously oh, I can expensive. <laughs> I can imagine. And a lot of people and a lot of people can't I I hardly know anybody that can afford it or can can yeah. get, can get it. Yeah, it's a privilege really obviously uh, by the sounds of it. Um yeah. but I, I think it's also an important part of of the rural landscape. So thankfully people like you are keeping that story alive, Marika. Um thank well, you. Yeah, go ahead. Well, and on that note, I would actually like to um to use this um platform to yeah. um Sure. To, to call for the, for an increase in the in the in the in the grants in the uniform attaching grant that all attached houses are entitled to because that hasn't been increased in many many years I'd say twenty years or more and in order to preserve the natural Irish heritage the custodians of these houses the owners they do need financial help and um, I mean even though there is help out there at the moment it's only a a tiny amount of the actual cost of the thatching. So 
I think it's very important and maybe house owners together could get together and lobby or do something because everybody is confronted by this problem. And uh, in line with other build- building materials, the, the price of thatching or the price of thatching materials has also increased hugely. So, I mean, it's going to be harder and harder for people to keep their houses in good order. Yeah. And uh, everybody likes to see thatch, and everybody loves the humble, traditional Irish cottage. But, um, yeah, they're under pressure. Okay, well, look, keep, for a keep, long time. keep the story alive, Mary Kay. It's been lovely talking to you. Uh, and I hope I'll, I'll pass you by someday on my travels around the west of Ireland. You'll be halfway up or down absolutely. a ladder, depending. And I'll say hello. Well, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Likewise. Thank you for, Thank you for your time. Me, An absolute pleasure. Take Bye. care for now. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Marika Lean uh, joining us. Originally from Holland, as you can hear, but lovely uh, Galway twist her accent uh, every now and again on a bend in the linguistic road. Lovely.